Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. When I say hallelujah, you say hallelujah. Instead of saying amen. Say hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Amen. amen. My name is Hugh Pilcher. I live up country, Kirundongo district, in the town of Kigumba. You're very welcome. Uh, I manage uh, an NGO. We help vulnerable children. Uh, we send children to school who have no way of getting to school, no money. And we help children with disabilities. And this church supports us. So thank you very much. And you, you send us money every month. Very, very helpful uh, and very needed. Uh, just a couple of testimonies. So I um, had a lovely testimony the other day. One of the mums uh, who had a little toddler with cerebral palsy, I think, she just gave a testimony that um, she came to our Glory Kids Club. We call them Glory Kids, the children with disabilities. And uh, she went home, and um, that day the child suddenly started crawling. Uh, and then um, at night it stopped uh, wetting the bed and defecating, just like that. And, uh, and then and a little while later she was out, she came home, and the child was standing up. So... Uh, and I, that's great, and I love it. And I love the fact that uh, that happened at home, because uh, we don't mind how God helps and heals. And we do lots of things, different ways of helping. We do paper operations sometimes, and we do physiotherapy, and we do lots of prayer. Uh, and uh, so last month, a couple of the adults got saved, uh, and that's very important. I've learned because when the mom or the guardian, the grandmother is saved. It really affects the child in a good way. Uh, and also a lady was healed in her neck in that meeting. So, hallelujah. Uh, and God does lots of things. And some of it is long, takes longer, which is fine. Um, hallelujah. Yeah. So, um, now me, I'm the first one in line for an anointed sermon, right? Uh, and revelation. But today is a little bit of, we're having a little bit of history first. So this is what I believe God gave me to give. I'm the messenger, right? Uh, so this is the message. Um, uh, and when I was practicing, uh, it took about 50 minutes. But I'll try and make it a bit quicker than that, okay? But good tip, if you're doing public speaking, uh, speak through it first uh, before you give it. It really helps you. Okay, uh, Jimmy, what's up? Give me the first... Oh, you've done it. Uh, good. So, so, I've been learning about this, and it, uh, it's very interesting. So, um, England, in, uh, uh, in the 1300s, and 1400s, 1500s, was spiritually... Uh, was, a, was a very dark place. Uh, and um, the born-again Christians were very few. There was a guy called... Jimmy, uh, John, John, John Wycliffe, uh, and, uh, and he tried to, all the Bibles, and there weren't many, people didn't have Bibles, and the ones that were there were in Latin, and people didn't know Latin, uh, people couldn't read anyway, uh, and they were in, in churches. Uh, so John Wycliffe uh, translated, started to translate the Bible from Latin into English, from the Latin one. Uh, and he received a lot of opposition uh, and, uh, uh, to what he was doing. Um, 
and the, the established church didn't like it, and they didn't want people to know what was in the Bible. Um, also, a little bit later, we had uh, a guy in Germany called Gutenberg who uh, invented the printing press. So God was at work, um, and the first thing he started printing was the Bible. Uh, uh, but, it, you know, it took a long time just to print one Bible, uh, and, then, and the, then again the church didn't like it. So there was a lot of opposition. Um, John Wycliffe, he also uh, spoke against the abuses of the church at that time, the established church. And he, he spoke against the wealth of the church. The church is very wealthy, and, you know, people were very poor, the public. Uh, he talked about the authority of Scripture, uh, 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 which was a new thing, and he spoke against the papal authority. So at that time, there was no other churches. There was just the church, which was ruled from Rome and the Pope. Uh, uh, there wasn't any other church. There wasn't... Uh, and this had, you know, progressed from the book of Acts, but it had all gone kind of wrong. And, you know, people were now running it who were not godly people, and they were just abusing people and using it for power and money, that old thing. Uh, John Wycliffe thought that the clergy should give up the property. The church had huge amounts of property, and he thought that clergy should live in poverty, uh, which was not popular. <laughs> and uh, from his work, uh, there became a movement called the Lollards. Then we jump to uh, 1400s, and uh, as I say, the state of the church was even worse. And it was a very dark time, spiritually. God was working out his purposes. Um, there was so much immorality. Uh, and the established church was abusing people. And um, they taught that to be saved and to go to heaven, you basically, basically had to pay a lot. Uh, you needed to come to Mass uh, where you would give money. Um, you, they made a lot of money from renting. The church had a lot of land. Uh, and then they, they would tell people that they needed to uh, take part in indulgences, that you needed to go on pilgrimage and you'd have to pay for that, that you needed to, or the priest needed to pray for you to the particular saint and you have to pay for that. Uh, or they had things like the bones of Peter and you'd have to come and pay to see the bones of Peter, which were really just like chicken bones or pig's bones or something. And they'd have, oh, this is a piece of wood from the cross of Jesus, and it was just some, any old piece of wood. And they were really exploiting people, and people didn't know the truth. Um, <clears throat> but there were some people coming up who were starting to read the Bible, uh, uh, and these were called the reformers. Oh, go back, Jimmy. You're jumping. Oh, actually, that was good. Yeah, carry on. Show that one. So William Tyndale also was a great guy, and he, he was a bit later than John Wycliffe, and he translated the Bible from the original Greek uh, into English. Uh, and he also had a lot of opposition, and he had to flee to Germany. Uh, but God used that, because then he was working on the printing of the Bible. Um, 
William Tyndale, awesome guy. <clears throat> so there were some uh, believers coming up who were reading the Bible now and, and seeing the truth. Um, uh, and at this time, uh, the king of England was Henry VIII. Uh, now, interesting how God uses people who are not Christians. Yeah? And he does that a lot, actually. I mean, uh, most of our governments, they're not actually Christians, are they? So, so Henry VIII, actually not, not a particularly good guy and a, and a womanizer, but he, he, uh, he wanted an heir who was a son. And so his first wife, uh, Catherine, uh, she had a daughter, but didn't seem to be producing any son. And he fell in love with another woman. Uh, and he wanted to divorce her and marry uh, Jane Seymour, I think. And uh, so he applied to the Pope. And the Pope had so much political power in those days. You know, he was under the Pope. And the church had so much power. So he said he wanted a divorce. And the Pope said no. The Pope in Rome said no. Uh, and this upset Henry. So he decided to uh, break off from the established church and become the Church of England. Uh, and, and he would be the head. And he got his ministers to pass that. Sounds familiar. Uh, and, um, yeah, and so we had this new Church of England. And then he, would, he was raising up priests and that to be priests in the Church of England. A lot of them believed in the Bible. So God used him. Also, another thing he did was, so at that time, clergy and religious people lived in big houses, in monasteries and uh, friaries uh, uh, and uh, converts, Convents, convents, the women. Uh, but they're actually very bad places with, with so sort of places of immor immorality, uh, really bad, and just living off the locals. And uh, these so-called clergy didn't even know the Ten Commandments. They didn't know the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you know, they're just, just fake. Um, and so Henry decided to dissolve these, these places, these establishments. And we had the dissolution of the monasteries. Uh, and he, and he uh, broke them down, destroyed them, and, uh, and took away all their power. And when that was... I mean, for sure, there would have been some Christians in those places, but mainly they were, they were not good. And so that was actually huge. So God was using him, although he didn't realize it. Separated from the Pope... Around that time as well, 1517, we had Martin Luther in Germany. And uh, he was an awesome guy. He was a priest in the, in the church, right, under the Pope, the Papists. And uh, mind, mind you, we're not just knocking Catholics, by the way, because it's, it's a lot different nowadays. But in those days, very corrupt. Okay. Um, and Martin Luther was a priest, but he was like reading the book, reading, reading the Bible, reading Romans, and saying that we're justified by grace through faith. And he was like, wow, this is not what we're teaching. <laughs> uh, uh, and as he went into that more, he realized, you know, what, what was in the Bible was not what uh, the Pope was teaching in the papers. 
And so he came up with this uh, famous thing where he did these 95 theses in 1517. And uh, the thesis, his theories, okay, the biblical truth, and he hammered them to the door of the main church. Where, was it Hamburg? Somewhere in Germany. Um, and, and, you know, people could come and read them. And then he got in trouble with the Pope, of course, and everything. And then through that, followers came up and they became the Lutheran Church, which is still going today. <clears throat> so he was a good guy. Then, we had, then Henry VIII died, and we had this very young person, Edward VI, who was like just, you know, a teenager. But they really wanted a guy to be king, not a woman. So they picked this young guy, Edward VI. He was a son of Henry VIII. Uh, but he really supported the reformers, yeah? The Protestants. Uh, uh, and under him, the reformers thrived and did well. Uh, and he put, like, made bishops who were reformers. Uh, and they would preach to him, and they were, you know, bishops around the country. And um, so, you know, the real church was developing and people were getting saved and people were knowing the truth. Um, what did the reformers believe? Well, they believed that uh, in, in living a holy life and that we should live godly lives and not so much in rituals uh, uh, and things that you did, that you paid for at church. Um, they, they believed in salvation uh, by grace, by God's grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. So that was free. So that's really upset the church. Um, he was against prayers for the dead <clears throat> and uh, purgatory, which is a, a, a belief that most people, that the church was teaching that most people... Um, you, you're not going to go to heaven, you're not, you haven't paid enough, so you're going to go to purgatory, where you're going to wait, and then the people still alive need to pray for you, and of course that costs money, so that's more income generation. Any other NGOs here? Income generation! Um, <clears throat> so, so they were against that, and they believed in the supremacy of Scripture. Amen? But that's what we believe, right? And they believed in the priesthood of all believers. So that, you know, anyone can teach the Bible, anyone can be a, a, a preacher, anyone can be a, an evangelist, whereas not just these particular priests. Amen? We also believe in that. So, uh, Edward is doing a good job. Edward VI. But then he died. And before he died, he knew he was dying, and he tried to get his cousin put into power who was also uh, uh, supportive of the reformers, but he failed. And in came Mary the first. Say, boo! <laughs> she even looks nasty, doesn't she? She became known as Bloody Mary. And she was a papist. And she immediately started undoing all the good that had been done and arresting the Christian bishops uh, you know, and the reformers, and she arrested a lot, 280, and they were all martyred for believing in Christ, basically. 
so that's why she's called Bloody Mary. Uh, and she, you know, she brought uh, the Pope and the Papists and their beliefs back. Um, so that was a really hard time. But these people, these reformers uh, who were martyred, they were martyred because they wouldn't change what they believed. Uh, what's next? Hugh Latimer. Good name. Um, so I just give you uh, three examples of the reformers who were martyred. Amen? <laughs> You're probably wondering what's coming. I'm just a messenger. Uh, Hugh Latimer, Bishop of Worcester. Uh, he was chaplain to Edward VI, the good guy. Uh, originally he was a papist, you know, but then he, a guy called Thomas Bilney shared the gospel with him. Amen? You don't know who you're sharing the gospel with. It's somebody who can go on to do amazing things. Uh, he, he believed in the need for English Bible, which was banned. The Bible was banned. <clears throat> the English Bible. Uh, he was warned by the papist. Cardinal Thomas Wolsey warned him. Uh, and then in 1554, he was arrested under Mary. And um, he had a trial, and then he was in prison for a while, you know? And they were trying to get him to change his views, come back to the Pope and, and deny Christ, basically. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't, although he was quite an old guy. Uh, and uh, in 1555, he was burned at the stake. Awesome, amazing. Uh, with, we got that picture, what have we got? Okay, talk about it in a minute. And then another guy, Nicholas Ridley, who he knew, Bishop of London, he was a reformer. He tried to, he supported uh, the cousin of Edward, Lady Jane Grey, to be queen, but failed, obviously, when Mary came in. She wasn't happy about that. Um, he was burned together with Hugh Latimer. Um, and one time he had this bit of an argument with Mary. He'd been to see the Queen, and he was like, Your Majesty, I'm supposed to preach to you because I'm the Bishop of London. And she was like, No, I really don't want to hear your preaching. All that has changed. That's old now. We've brought back, uh, you know, the Church of Rome. Uh, and they had this, like, argument, and uh, that was really... Um, you know, he knew his days were numbered then, I think. But he, he was bold, you know, he stood up uh, uh, and, and just stood up for the truth. Um, and he was also arrested and he was burned at the stake on the same day as Hugh Latimer. Jimmy, stop playing. <laughs> um, and here's a picture. I don't know how old this picture is. But uh, you see them in the middle with these uh, bundles, they're called faggots, uh, of bundles of sticks and that. Uh, you know, and people are going to watch. Right up in the top right corner, you see a guy called Cranmar. We'll talk about, more about him in a minute. So there they are. They were just taken out um, to be burned for their faith. Uh, and they comforted each other a little bit. Um, uh, let me just quote, this is a, 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 like a, from a report at the time. Then they brought a faggot kindled with fire. There's a bundle of sticks. 
and laid the same down at Dr. Ridley's feet, to whom Master Latimer spake in this manner, Be of good comfort, Master Ridley, and play the man. Be strong. We shall this day, this is when they're tied up, right? We shall this day light such a candle by God's grace in England as I trust shall never be put out, the gospel. Amen? And so the fire being given unto them, when Dr. Ridley saw the fire flaming up towards him, he cried out with a wonderful loud voice, something in Latin, and after repeated this latter part, often in English, Lord, Lord, receive my spirit. Master Latimer, crying as vehemently on the other side of the stake, O Father of heaven, receive my soul. Amen. Uh, amazing guys. Um, so, um, Thomas Cranmer was watching this, and he was also a reformer, and I think he wasn't feeling too good about it. Uh, and... Um, he also was going to be arrested. Thomas Cranmer. Now, he's interesting because he was really, he was archbishop, but a reformer, Bible-believing, Christian. <clears throat> uh, and he did a lot of things to push the Reformation. You still awake? Uh, good. Uh, and he, he, he wrote the Common Book of Prayer, which today, nowadays we seem as a bit stilted. But at the time, it was very important because it taught people the truth and it showed them what to pray and it, it, it was used in the, in the services, the meetings. Um, but he was arrested and they put pressure on him. And I think he was just like, he was a very clever guy, but not a, not a tough guy, you know, uh, more like an intellect. And, uh, you know, he, he recanted. He said, okay, I, 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 deny, I deny the Bible is the word of God. And he went back to being uh, a papist. <clears throat> but they still arrested him, and Mary still wanted to kill him. And so he knew that he was going to be uh, martyred. And before that, he went back to God. Uh, and he said, no, actually, I do believe that the Bible is the word of God and I do believe in salvation through faith in Christ Jesus alone. And so, and, and um, as he was martyred, um, he put out his hand into the flames, the hand that had written, you know, his, that he recanted, he went back to the, he said, let this hand be burned first. And I think God really came in and gave him strength, you know, and the Holy Spirit really gave him power not to be afraid. Um, yeah, he also put the Bible in parish churches in English. Hallelujah. So Thomas Granmore, kind of encouraging in a way, you know, not that, um, kind of like a, you know, a normal guy in a way. Not, these are not super Christians, you know. These are just people like us. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's have some application. Is that the last one? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> 2 Timothy 3.12. Uh, what time do you finish? We're, we're over halfway. <laughs> 2 Timothy 3.12. Let's have some application. Amen? Where is Timothy? 
Sorry, if you're listening at home, you missed the pictures. And if you're taking notes, your hand's probably on fire. <laughs> 2 Timothy. Ba, 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 ba. Can't find it. Two Timothy three twelve. Paul writing to Timothy. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Not necessarily be burned at a stake, but will suffer persecution of some sort. John 15, 18, 20, 18 to 21. John 15. Jesus talking. Jesus said, John 15, verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The world, the system, the world system and what it generally believes is against God. Amen? Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake. It's for God's glory. Because they do not know him who sent me. Amen? Let's have a little bit of this. Campala water. Philippians 1, 29. Philippians 1, verse 29-30. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. That is relevant for the Philippians, but also for us. Amen? Not many amens, no? <laughs> we need to be willing, okay? We may not be called to be martyred like that, but we need to have that heart to be willing to stand up for Christ, amen? amen. We don't go looking, okay? We don't go looking for arguments, but when we're challenged, we stand up for the truth, amen? Yeah. <clears throat> One, I mean, you know, I'm like you, easy to say. 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, 6 to 9. Hallelujah. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, Though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We give him praise and glory when we stand up for him. Whom, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So when we stand up for Christ, we're giving him glory. 
We're giving him praise, amen? To the world and to the spiritual realms. Amen? Now God, God knows what, God knows where you are, God knows what you can stand up to. God will, won't give you a test that's too difficult for you individually. Amen? And he'll give you what you need when that time comes. Uh, Luke 12, 11 and 12. The Holy Spirit will give you words to say, Jesus said. Amen? Praise God. The uh, Christians who were persecuted under Emperor Nero in the time of the Romans, the new church, they, were, they went to their deaths praying and singing. That's God's grace that you can do that. He, he'll give you the grace you need at the time. Amen? These were not super Christians. They were just normal. But God, the Holy Spirit, gave them the strength they needed. Amen? Um, Hebrews 4.16 I love this verse. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God will give you the grace you need. That extra power and unction when you're under trial. God will give you that. It's miraculous actually. Um, and that's how these people could stick to the truth and not yield. Amen? And another thing, trials, actually the church always gets stronger in persecution. Why? Because people draw closer to God. That's kind of the issue in the, the church in Britain. People don't rely on God enough, and it's, so it's weak. But in times of need and trial, people go to God and find Him and find strength in Him. Uh, and in that strength, they get close to God and they have fellowship and intimacy with God, which is what God wants, actually. That's why we're created, to have fellowship with Him. Amen? The, the main thing. Also to live together in love and share his love. But he created us to, to, to live in love with him. Amen? He said that marriage is like an example of the relationship he wants with us and the intimacy and the closeness. Praise God. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Are we together? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. We thank you, God, for these faithful saints yes. who stood up like when it was so dark, God, and nobody, the, 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 the forces against them were so big and huge 
and they just felt that they were like a little voice on their own, but they kept to the truth. They said, no, I've seen the truth. I've understood, I've believed, I've known Christ. I have the Holy Spirit. I cannot deny the truth. I cannot deny what I know. And we thank you, God, that we are here today because of faithful saints and Christians who stood up and wouldn't yield, praise God, even to death. And people saw that. I didn't mention it, God, but people saw that and they said, wow, these are the good people and the church that are killing them are the bad people. And it backfired. And actually, people got saved because of their witness, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that you are always, in, always at work. We thank you for those faithful saints, oh God. And we pray that we're willing, we're ready for whatever you have for us, God. We're not brave. We're not particularly super Christians or anything. But we just want to be faithful, God. And we know in the time of difficulty, in the time of trial, you will help us if we stand. If, you, if we stand that you will help us. You'll give us grace to help in time of need. That's super extra power. The Holy Spirit, the grace, the power in us. You'll give that to us when we need. You'll give us the words to speak. You'll give us the strength to go with our own conviction and our own wills when we decide to stand for you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Now keep standing. And I was praying to God that this is the message, but what is the point of this message, oh God? What is the, why, why, why do you want me to say this today, Holy Spirit? And he showed me that he has his own purposes. And so I, I ask you now that if God is speaking to you this morning, and I don't know what he's saying, if God is speaking to you about this, <clears throat> some aspect of this, I want you to come forward now we're just going to pray for you and we're just going to recognize that. If God is speaking to you this morning, the Holy Spirit is saying something, <clears throat> I want you to come forward. Come to the front here. We'll just pray for you. Might only be one person. If God is talking to you today, I don't know what He's saying to you. If He's talking to you about this, I want you to come forward. And I don't expect it to be many people. But the Holy Spirit just, He didn't tell me what He was saying. He just told me that He, he had His reasons for this message today. Anybody else? If God is talking to you something about this. You don't need to tell me if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about this message, just come forward now and recognize that. This is between you and God. Amen. Let's just pray for these two. God, we just bless you for what you're doing. Holy Spirit, we recognize your work. This is your place. And we want you to move when we come here. We want you to speak to us. We pray for these two. Holy Spirit, whatever you're challenging them or speaking to them about, you'd give them grace and strength to follow the, their conviction and whatever you are saying in their lives, Holy Spirit, we bless it. 
We trust you, O God. We pray you continue to work in their lives. And any here, Father, you're speaking to this morning. And you know, God, the times uh, uh, that we're living in. And some of us are called to stand up and will be in the future. Let us remember faithful servants in the past and how you are still at work today and that you do not leave us alone, but you'll give us grace, mercy and grace to help in time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. <clears throat> amen.